Hey, Jason here. Today's video, I'm going to answer the question, should you invest in Green Energy Company, Orbital Energy Group, um, ticker OEG. This is an investment analysis for life of Danny, who requests, who requests this, sorry, on YouTube. Before I get to that, though, I need to let you know you can get this series as a podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, Stitcher, Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and more. This is part of the I Love Value Investing podcast anywhere in the world for free. If you like this video and other videos, make sure to hit the subscribe button and also the bell button so you know that every time we release new video, we're releasing new videos all the time. Okay, apologize for this. If you see my other videos, I apologize for this. I don't want to do this. I have to do this because every time I don't, I get nasty comments. So this is for informational purposes only. I do not short sell ever. So any stock I talk negatively about, I do not profit off. I also do not own any stock I talk um, about in a positive way in a long position. Um, the reason I'm doing this is to help you learn some tips on how to evaluate stocks better, faster, more efficiently so you can spend less time evaluating terrible stocks, more time evaluating better stocks and have a higher, which will cr increase your odds of earning better than average investment returns. Because these are requested by viewers, most of the time, I don't even know what the company does, um, and I purposely keep it that way. I don't, I purposely do not research what the company does before these videos because I do not want that to bias me either positively or negatively. I don't care about what the CEO says. I don't care what the opportunity is. I don't care what the industry opportunity is. I don't care about any of that until far later in the analysis, um, in my analysis. At this initial stage, I'm looking at the metrics and the numbers only because I require a minimal margin of safety um, in terms of profitability, uh, valuation, and other things we're going to get to before I even get to that stuff again. That's far down the line. Um, why should you listen to anything I have to say? In the first nine years of my career, I've produced average annual investment returns in the portfolios I managed 23.5% per year on average. This must be just behind the great Warren Buffett who produced 24.2% returns on average in um, his Warren Buffett Limited Partnership in the first nine years of his career. The, my numbers legitimately make me one of the best stock pickers in the entire world over the last nine years. I'm not saying anything else to brag. I'm just saying to hopefully prove to you that I actually know what I'm talking about a little bit. So having said all that, I apologize again. Don't want to say that. Have to say it. <laughs> Let's get to the analysis. Okay, this is again... Overall Energy Group, stock ticker OEG. This is an investment analysis for the life of Danny. Okay. Consensus for PE right here, not showing anything, is a sign the company is likely unprofitable. Um, a small company, I love small companies. $219 million market cap. Um, I do have to say this caveat though, with these tiny companies, again, I love them personally, you need to be very careful with these companies. Most of these companies, um, not publicly listed companies like this one, it looks like it is listed on the NASDAQ, but you need to be ultra careful with smaller companies in general, especially if they're listed on the OTC markets or the pink sheets. Why? Because, especially on the pink sheets, 99% of those companies are terrible. Um, you can still find value undervalued great assets great companies um and that's where i spend most of my time researching stocks is on the otc adr markets um and these tiny companies but i also know what i'm doing if you don't know what you're doing you need to be ultra careful with these kind of companies because 
they often are not great businesses. <laughs> okay. Sorry for the disclaimers. Again, I don't like doing this, but um, I feel like I have to in some cases. Not necessarily for that one because <clears throat> because they had nasty comments, but I want to make sure you understand that a lot of these smaller companies, even though, again, I specifically love them, a lot of them are not great, so you need to be ultra careful. Okay. Orbital Energy Group, Inc. is a diversified energy infrastructure services company. Orbital Energy's group of businesses include orbital gas systems, orbital power services, and orbital solar services. The company provides gas solutions serving the energy, power, and processing markets through the design, installation, and commissioning of industrial gas sampling, measurement, and delivery systems. The firm also offers engineering, construction, maintenance, and emergency response solutions to the power utilities and midstream markets. Okay. So, this company is very interesting. It operates in various different arenas. First off, it is a... Oops. Provides gas solutions serving the energy, power, and processing markets through the design, installation, commissioning of industrial gas sampling, measurement, and delivery systems. So, they are a contractor slash consultant. And that continues down here all also offers engineering, construction, maintenance, and emergency response solutions to the power utilities and midstream markets. So they are an interesting company. The reason I say interesting is because I actually own a company that's similar to this. Um, Argon um, is the ticker in the portfolios of manager, AGX. I've owned it for now five, six years in the portfolios I manage. Um, so I'm reasonably familiar with this arena. Argon um, specifically they are only unless something recently changed um only an engineering kind of consulting company um construction company they do not do any of the, these other things but because of my previous experience owning them and evaluating them for over a year of uh, i think over five years now i am somewhat familiar with this industry although it looks like they do more stuff than just uh, than argon does okay Their numbers are not great, at least at the top. So they've grown revenue only slightly in, from 2011 at $39 million to $42 million in the last 12 months. This was going up pretty good until 2018 when they had $97 million um, revenue. That's their high point in the last decade. I would want to know what happened in 2019 and 2020. For their numbers to be so much lower i would guess some kind of divestiture i would also guess the um dropping prices in the in the um for natural gas and oil products that would guess that's part of it um but frankly my best guess would be some kind of divestiture um because that is a gigantic drop in revenue in a short period of time Let's see what that's done to their stock chart. So their stock chart is actually been straight down since about 2014 from uh, a high of $11.34 per share to $4 and what does that say? $4.18 per share now. Um, partly 
due to the, or probably largely due to the decrease in revenue since 2014. Revenue went up quite a bit and then it's down substantially. So that's interesting. I would want to know why that happened. Because of this, their operating margins have absolutely cratered. Um, they were okay to subpar before um, 2018 at negative 13% to positive 1.7% in the last decade. I look for anything above 10% on a consistent basis, so that's not great off the bat. But since 2019, they've been negative 68%. I'm rounding numbers here. Negative 75% and negative 92%, um, which is not good, obviously. Because of their operating profit losses, They've had to continue to issue a large amount of shares to fund their operations and their growth. Um, from they've increased share count by seven or from seven million in 2011 to 34 million in the trailing 12 month period. Uh, not good on the share dilution part. They've also decreased book value per share from a high of three thousand forty eight cents per share in 2013 to eighty four cents per share in the trailing 12 month period. So this is another sign there might be have been some kind of divestiture, but this is a steady decline from $3.48 per share in 2013 to $0.84 per share in the trillion trillion period. Um, it just didn't happen in 2018 to 2019. So what this shows me is this is a sign the company is having um, major issues that are decreasing the underlying um, intrinsic value of the company over time. This is a sign of that. So why am I saying that? Because if this was say $4 per share in 2018 at the book value per share, and then it dropped drastically to say like 50 cents per share in 2019, that would show me there's some kind of major divestiture. Um, another thing this could be is impairment as well, which is frankly probably also likely um, due to the mostly falling gas and oil prices during this time period. So not great signs overall for anything here. ROICs are massively negative for many of the same reasons as above. Um, <clears throat> it also looks like the company has a decent amount of debt because their ROIC in the trailing 12 month period is negative 59% rounded up and their ROE is negative 94% rounded up. Uh, the more, the larger the differences between equity and ROIC, the more debt the company has because ROE is levered by debt well ROIC is not so this shows me the company also has a decent amount of debt too that we need to be careful of or that we need to watch for sorry free cash flow margins are massively negative as well because of all the things we talked about uh, they do have a decent amount of cash most likely because they issue debt um, because it's just in the last quarter The property plan and equipment has gone up, so there might have been some kind of acquisition as well. Aha, so their intangibles have gone way down. So that is another sign. In 2018, they were 38% of the balance sheet. Now they are 7.4% of the balance sheet. That means there was likely some kind of divestiture and or probably an impairment as well, which we'll see shortly. Okay, short-term debt has over the last decade is about the same at 17.7%, but it's up big over the kind of um, ever on a single year basis. Alrighty. 
So their cash conversion cycle is massively down, which is normally a great sign that the company is becoming more efficient. In this case, it's largely fallen because their inventory levels have cratered. Um, could be a good thing, but frankly, with what I know about the um, the oil situation, especially in the last year or so, um, inventory levels have cratered kind of necessarily because the supply was far outstripping the demand, especially when people weren't doing stuff, um, driving, flying, all that stuff. So that kind of forced inventory levels to go down. Um, this may be frankly where the impairment came from as well because it dropped in 2019 from 151 days of inventory to 16 days in 2020. Um, there might be some impairment here. They might've had to sell their stuff at a massive discount, which lowers revenue, which lowers profits. Um, which lowers cash flows. That could be an explanation as well of what's going on. Talk about this in many videos. Interest coverage ratio being negative means the company cannot pay its current interest on its debt with its current operating profits, which of course makes sense because it's negatively or it's unprofitable on a operating income basis. Of course, this is not good. But this is another thing to kind of watch um, here. This interest coverage ratio, anything above one is considered good. Typically with the higher number being the better. Okay, let's go to, I'm on quarterly. What is the company's market cap again? 218 million. So these are in millions of dollars. $34.7 million in cash. That's a good thing. Trade and other receivables. Where are inventories? I need to go to the annual look. See if they've had to write off any inventories. I can see that later, but I want to see it here. They probably have to some degree. They went from about 13 million in inventories 2016, 2017, 2018 to 1 million in inventories. So they have something happened there. Let's go back to the quarterly numbers. Intangibles. Okay, so they have likely written down or sold intangibles because their intangibles went from 29.75 million in quarter four 2020 to zero in quarter one 2021 which is again another reason why the book value is dropping we'll get to why that's happening on the balance sheet but my guess would be some of the stuff i talked about earlier piece of my debt terrible though but the biggest problem here is their, what looks like their write downs. So let's go to the cash flow statement to see what's going on there. Let's go to the annual look first. Impairments, there we are. Impairments. So they have had some impairments. If 
frankly not as bad as I was expecting, honestly. But that is still a cumulative amount of $8 million in goodwill. Um, frankly, again, I'm surprised it's not higher than that. The reason impairment and write downs are so bad is because they destroy the value. They decrease the value of the book uh, of the book value of the assets and liabilities. What's left over is called the book value. Assets subtracted or minus liabilities equals book value. Whatever is left over is book value per share or book called book value or shareholders equity. And then you can also divide that by the number of shares to get the book value per share. Sorry about that. I had an alarm for yesterday and forgot to turn it off. Um, so when that happens when a company impairs or writes down something it decreases or completely writes off the value of whatever the asset is in this case it looks like about eight million dollars over the last five years what that means is it lowers the balance sheet value of the company which lowers the intrinsic value of the company um which then lowers the intrinsic value per share of the company which typically over time means lower share prices um Again, in this case, I'm surprised it's not higher. Looking through here to see what else is going on. But so far, purchase of property, planted equipment, but that's a negative number. Doesn't make sense. Okay, so they sold the business in 20, 2019 as well for $35.4 million. So, impairments, divestitures, which is kind of what I was getting um, hinting at at the beginning and alluding to that these were probably the things. Looks like uh, these things are confirmed to have happened, which is why they're, or one reason at least, that their numbers have cratered since 2018. Uh, again, it's not great, <laughs> of course, but um, this also shows you what you can find out just from these kind of small numbers here. Um, and nuances here that I'm talking about. So this this is another reason I'm showing you this to give you tips on how to evaluate companies faster. Okay, boom, 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 boom. Okay, issuing debt. Yep, already talked about that. Otherwise, relatively straightforward stuff. Nothing of major interest um, as of right now. Before we get to the valuation, I would not invest in this company. For the reasons mentioned, um, massively unprofitable, massive loss of business, um, oil and gas industries, not necessarily dying, or it is dying, <laughs> no, but it's not necessarily going to happen soon um, because of things like solar and all the other um, wind and stuff like that. The green energy, energy, it's not going to completely die probably ever, but it is deteriorating rapidly um, due to things like solar costs and wind costs cratering and making them more um, attractive from a from a frankly a business and a personal perspective however they do do some stuff in solar just don't know how much at this point because it doesn't say here frankly it doesn't matter because their numbers are not great um, so Again, here, the reason I wanted to say that before we get here is because I can guarantee with all the other stuff we talked about that their valuation, A, is going to be unreadable because they're massively unprofitable, but B, that they're going to be massively overvalued because of that. How do I illustrate that or how do I show you that with 
an unprofitable company. I've showed this in several other videos, but I'm gonna do it here in case you haven't seen those. So this is one way I kind of do a relative valuation, a quick relative valuation of a company that's unprofitable, mainly for your purposes to illustrate how overvalued something is. Um, okay, so it's a micro cap. I wanna find a company with a similar market cap and it was 219, yep. So, let's go with Sandridge Energy. That's another energy company and they have a similar market cap, so let's go with them. Okay. Go. This company is profitable. Good. We need that to illustrate the points here. Okay. So these companies have similar market caps. This company is massively cratered in terms of revenue as well. Um, but at least it's profitable in the last 12 months. So we can illustrate the point here um okay sandridge has trailing 12 month revenue of 108 million where are we with the tabs so many tabs did i get rid of that tab i think i did okay so Go back to that. Sandridge Energy has trailing 12 month revenue of 108 million compared to Orbital Energy, which has trailing 12 month revenue of 42 million. Operating income was positive 12 million for Sandridge Energy in the trailing 12 month period, negative 39 million in the last 12 months for Orbital Energy. Free cash flow, positive 26 million for Sandridge Energy. In the trailing 12 month period, negative 25 million. So, Sandridge Energy is bigger in terms of revenue, operating income, and free cash flow, but they have about the same market cap. Why does that matter? Because right now, Sandridge Energy is looks massively undervalued, actually, surprisingly. Um, their PE is 2.73, their price to cash flow is 6.6. .6. Forward P is 227.3. Um, I don't care for these metrics really at all, but when I do, I want them to be under 20. The most important number here is enterprise value to EBIT, and this is at 4.34. I want companies to be um, selling at under 8 to see that they're undervalued. So this is not a great illustration, frankly, um, because even though Sandridge on the first glance is the far better company, they have similar market caps, and I keep losing my tabs here. Did I break out of the valuation one? There we go. And Sandridge Energy is undervalued, but it's far more profitable, um, and it's bigger in terms of revenue. Why is this important? Why does this matter? Because over the long term, companies are valued based on the cash flows and profits they produce. If a company is continually negatively profitable or unprofitable, that means 
they are worth far less. It's a massive drag on the company. Um, normally, again, I would illustrate this by saying this company is producing XYZ revenue, operating profits, and free cash flows, and they're far higher, and they are for Sandridge. Um, but it's undervalued. Most of the time we look at these companies is one is massively overvalued, and then I show you the other company that's far less undervalued and about the same size, uh, or far less overvalued, but it's still overvalued and about the same size to illustrate the point. Didn't exactly work out here, but that doesn't always work out. The point here is that Orbital Energy is overvalued, even though you can't really see it here with these numbers, um, because the, the example didn't work out. That's what happened when you don't look, do this in advance. You just do it kind of fresh. So hope you guys enjoyed that part. <laughs> um, but the overall company itself is not a good one. I would not invest in it um, for the reasons mentioned. Um, the impairments, the asset sales, the far declining revenue, um, the gas industry, not necessarily going away as much as the oil industry, but still not as future-proof as, say, the solar or wind energy arenas. Um, for those reasons, I wouldn't invest in it in the portfolios I manage. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, though, if I missed anything. If I didn't explain something well enough, let me know in the comments below. If you want me to analyze a stock like this for you, I would love to do so. Um, I'll analyze stock for you anywhere in the world if it beats three criteria. It's not a bank because I don't evaluate banks. It's not an insurance company because you have to actually dig into 10Ks for the insurance companies to evaluate them properly and it has to be producing revenue. Why does that have to be producing revenue? Because I did some analysis videos, quote unquote, um, with companies that were producing new revenue and frankly it was boring because I couldn't talk about anything because at this stage, I don't care about the future. I care about the minimum margin of safety right now. So if it meets those three criteria, I'd love to research the stock for you anywhere in the world. This every for the last three, four months now, and going forward for at least the next three weeks to a month, every single video I've done is at the request of a viewer. So if you want me to look at the stock, let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, love, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thanks for watching, by the way. We really appreciate it. Um, hit also remember to hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we release a new video and release new videos all the time. If you're listening on the podcast, all that same stuff. Again, we really appreciate it. Um, we'd also really appreciate a review on the podcast because the more review, reviews, views, and listens we get on our content, the more people we can help. If you're looking for more specific help on how to become a better investor faster, you can check out our five free gifts below, um, or you can check out our three uh, things below, which um, you can get for free, including our five free gifts. Um, you can get the full analysis, written analysis template that you just we just did the visual portion of. Um, the full written template is stage two of my analysis. You can get that entire worksheet plus four of the free gifts and our five free gifts below. You can also get a PDF copy of my book, How to Value Invest, and a copy of our guide, Seven Tips to Picking Great Stocks and Three Times You Must Sell. You can get all three of those for free at the links below. If you're looking for more specific help from me on how to become a better investor faster, make sure to check out our newly re-released -re masterclass, which I'm super happy about and would love to see you in there. Um, you can check out information on that below as well. But until next time, have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.